Decide not to use it. Curry, way down to All right, what's good, basketball fans? Uh, we got another edition of the Step Back here. Uh, I'm Pat Sabolka. What's up, dude? I'm Kyle Coleman. Yeah, uh, welcome back, guys. Uh, awesome episode. Get into? Yeah, dude, we got a lot to talk about today. So uh, let's jump right in. So mm-hmm. to start, man, Steph Curry. Yeah, this guy, dude. He's like a video game character. It keeps character. going. It keeps going, dude. I can't. It's got a. I can't get enough of it, dude. It really is like. It's like video game shit. Like, literally. Like, in a video game when you're like, this is too easy. My guy's averaging 47. Like, can I turn up the sliders? Did you see the stat the other day where it was like, threes made last week? Yeah, he's got like, like more than magic, like five teams. Yeah, the Magic <laughs> have 33 and the Pelicans have 32. Steph's got 37 yeah, or something. Dude. It's like, what? Dude, so I, I just mean this as from like a basketball fan. Like, Steph Curry's my favorite player to watch play basketball. He's he's box office. Yeah. He's the only guy in my lifetime, and I want oh you to no hear 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 this feel this because just as a basketball fan, dude, he's awesome. Me, yeah, yeah, but hear me as a basketball fan. So you get the notification, NBA app, or uh-huh. score app, or okay, ESPN. Steph's got 12 threes with right. three minutes to go. You drop immediately everything what you're doing. You're like, where's this yeah, Warriors where's game? where's the game, man? Yeah. So, totally, dude. And I just think, man, this whole thing with Steph is completely absurd. I mean, he's being triple teamed the entire game. He's yeah. hit 11 yeah. threes. I mean, it's uh-huh. like, I got Juan Toscano Anderson out here somewhere. It's, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> Steph's out here just running around, guys. Just give me the ball. Like, I'm, I'm trying to. Yeah. So He gets off it. He relocates. Yeah, gets yeah, it back. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Everybody we, knows what's going on. Yeah, it's it still can't stop. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, but yeah, man, and he's going for the record tonight. Most consecutive thirty-point games. Uh, How many does he have? Ten straight, <laughs> ten straight thirty-point games right wow. now. And I'm actually surprised it's not higher. Harden yeah. or Kobe or something. Yeah. So the record is MJ. MJ's got ten. Mm-hmm. Steph ties it the other night. I'm surprised that's all Boston. MJ had. MJ averaged twenty-eight as a rookie. I'm surprised yeah. he only had ten straight. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. I'm, surprised what it is. I'm but, not trying to obviously show. No, yeah, it's yeah, incredible. No, absolutely. But and dude, it's like he's shooting in the past like nine games. He's 50, 50, 90. It's yeah. like he's like 57% yeah, from deep. Yeah. It's like just absurd. It's absolutely just Yeah. I mean it, it's so fun to watch, man. And I, it does dude, it I mean always, anything though? Does it mean anything? I guess, but in the end, in the Overall scheme, they of still things, suck. Black and white, right. yeah, they suck. as a team, as a yeah, team. that team sucks. But so this is kind of what I want to get into. So we talked about this a little bit last last week, um, the playing games, mm-hmm. and I would say the only really, the only thing that I really have to say about the playing game is this possibility, where someone is video game like and can. Take their team to right. win three yeah. or four different. I said, dude, when I was joking about, I was half joking about how the Nets aren't going to make the finals or they're definitely not going to win it. That is my serious prediction. But I was half joking and I said, if the Nets are the one seed and the Warriors are the 10 seed in the play in, I put more, it's more likely that the Warriors win that title than the Nets do. I was like half kidding, but like, there's something to be said for like, I don't trust. Steph Curry to not go crazy in the playoffs and find himself all of a sudden. Yeah, like, totally, man. He won I a mean, couple series, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, you're out of your mind if you don't think Steph's going to go in there and average 45 points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 12 shot, 12 yeah. threes a game. But it's like, yeah. dude, what we're seeing, man, is completely incredible. I mean, I'm seeing tweets where people are saying Steph's the best point guard ever. Yeah, well, did you see the, the thing that said, like, something about, you know, calling Steph the greatest shooter of all time is, is underselling it now. Now, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. now we've hit a point where, like, he was the greatest shooter of all time so long ago right. that, like, to pretend like he's at the same level now that he was then is crazy. Like, now you're disrespecting the the, the shot selection. 
Because, like, you're pretend it's not the same thing as Reggie Miller. Right. Like, dude, he's shooting yeah. off the dribble with two guys trying to trap yeah. him, where their only point is not don't let him shoot it. It's get the ball out of his hands immediately. They're sure. trying to trap him. He'll get through a trap and shoot a three. And he's what? getting hit. From 30 <laughs> feet away. Yeah, it's like, dude, it's the shot selection. It's, it's have some respect for the type of threes this guy is hitting. It's not even, like, just to call him the best shooter ever is now... A crazy understatement. Like, dude, he's so many light years ahead of that statement. Like, you... Yeah. To put it in perspective, like, what this guy's doing. Like, I saw a clip the other day, and it was like a throwback of LeBron, uh, his last year in Cleveland, and it's a clip of him dunking on somebody. And right. the first thing I notice is where the clip starts. LeBron has the ball, like, the free throw line extended, mid-range. The whole inside of the three-point arc clogged with defenders and offensive players. And I think about Steph, and it's like, that doesn't happen anymore. That literally doesn't happen because of this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. This one guy changed the way where defensive players line up. When the, other, when the opposing team's point guard's bringing the ball up the floor, and you're just getting set up into your defense, this one little dude who went to Davidson has changed where these guys are standing. They're literally standing. They're, lo- they're starting their offense and defense in different places now. Because, like, they used to start it. You try to get the ball. Somebody like LeBron would want the ball 16 feet from the hoop. Totally. Give, me, give me it there. On the elbow. Right. right. Whereas now it's like, that is pointless. Why would I get it there? That's doing nothing for me. Yeah. And it's literally all because of one guy. It's like, th- not only is this, my point is, not only is this guy the greatest shooter of all time, and, like, everyone knows that, and everyone knows he changed the way basketball is played, but it's like those sentences almost aren't enough to, to, totally. to yeah, illustrate yeah, yeah. And it's like that's, this guy's greatness. That's why I'm always reaching to the unanimous MVP because it's like that almost should be enough to kind of get your mind going to where this guy was when we were watching him play. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, everyone in the room was like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not yeah. listening. It's Steph. I'm not. Yeah. So, right, and, right, right. And what I think, dude, is it's just like, it's unbelievable. It's history what we're watching yeah, here. The, I mean, the, we got to. The guy is, you know, you and me have this fun thing where I shit on Curry, but like, it's. I'm doing it. We're, you and I, I know you love basketball yeah, yeah, like nobody totally. I've ever met. Yeah, yeah. Same with me. Like, I'm doing it with already the understanding that this guy is one of the greatest people to ever dribble a ball. Oh, my God. Like, obviously, I'm not saying, like, this guy's a scrub. Anytime yeah. I ever shit on Steph, it's under the assumption that I'm comparing him to, like, being one of the all-time greatest players ever, right? So I'm I'm making fun of his the times he plays against people with injuries and stuff like that. It's like, dude, none of this changes the fact that this guy will pull up while you're trying to trap him at half court and get the ball out of his hands. <laughs> He'll pull up from 35 feet away while getting bumped. The one that you brought up to me before we started the other day where he he just turns he gets right. hit he and he throws it with his left hand. He just kind of chucks it. We've all done that, right? We've all done it. Yeah. You don't expect it to go in. You're just kind of having fun saying like, oh, let's see. <laughs> that goes in and he starts laughing because he's like, come on, bro. Yeah. Come on. What are we doing out here? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's so ridiculous now. It's almost so ridiculous. You and I, the fir- some of the first content we ever put on the internet when this was back when this was a FM radio show was this clip about Steph Curry and how unbelievable he is. And at one point I go, dude, how does warm up before the game? And you go, oh, what, when he hits five <laughs> in a row from the logo? Like, yeah, do people not understand the level of ridiculousness you're watching? Every here? night, like, bro. Yes, it's every yes, night. And yes. see, what I, I know we've talked about this off air all the time. It's like, dude, he's, he's going to play till he's 40. Yeah, he totally and, could. But, yeah. Like, I could see him playing another, like this, for another five years. I mean, or, realistically, if he wanted to, as long as he could move his feet, he could play longer than that. You just slide to the two role. You become like the Kyle Corver, JJ Reddick guy. Totally. But you get a new point guard in here to run around. I'm not even talking about Kyle Corver years. I'm talking Steph Curry years. I think. You think where he's the lead guy? 25 to 30 points a game for another four or five years. Oh, that's easy, though. He's only, what, 32? He's 33. So four or five years, it puts him at 37. I could see that easy. He's 25 a game. He, I'm saying if he really wanted to, he definitely won't and shouldn't. But if he wanted to, he could go to 46, 47, oh, yeah, 48. Totally, you yeah. go stand, stand there. Stand in the corner. Yes, you go become <laughs> like really like JJ. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, hilarious. Yes, Clay's retired. And because like, dude, if you want to take away like his responsibility and just have him be that, 
fine. He'll go be that, and he'll be the best version of that that you've ever seen. Oh, the greatest catch and shoot. Yeah, quarter. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Hilarious. Oh my god. It's just that he has way more responsibilities and ball handling duties and decision making duties. So it's like he's not that. But like, yeah, what? Yeah. You don't think I could be that too? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Clay retires. He's like, dude, I'm I'm just gonna go play with Luca. Let me just stand in the corner. Right. You yeah. do all the dribbling. I'll become like the. Yeah. JJ, you're gonna like tell me the, I'm not gonna knock down open threes. Come like, on, stop. bro. Come on. I love this. I want to bring it back to this. Yeah. Uh, just because this was my favorite thing that happened. This is two months ago. This is rookie Anthony Edwards explaining what it was like to guard Steph Curry for the first time in his career and life. Here we go. Listen to this. Okay. Yeah, I was just telling people about it. I was just telling hey, uh, my guy, uh, Coach Vanderpool, about like I've been watching him on TV for a minute, and <laughs> it ain't it ain't fake. It ain't fake news. It's real. It's real. It just take one dribble and pull up and pull up from deep, shoot it like it's nothing. Like I was watching him warm up and I was just like, that's crazy. Difficult was <laughs> to keep track of. Uh, he never stopped moving. So I mean, you can try to switch everything, switch every keep switch, keep switching, but you're gonna make a mistake, man. I mean, you're gonna make a mistake, and I don't know how he got so much energy. <laughs> he played the whole first quarter and didn't and never stopped moving. It's just hard to guard. I mean. I feel like he makes it easier like for his teammates to go for it. His teammates could really go for 40 points a game if, if they actually shot the ball because he draws so much attention. Like four of our guys going with him off of a pin down and somebody open at the rim every time. We just know how deadly he is from around three. Steph Curry, that's all. <laughs> that's all. I mean, Steph, he came, came in the game and scored like 12 points straight by himself. So that was that was the difference because we, we 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 brought it down, we came back, we fought back, and then you know he just extended the game, made it even harder. Dang, dude, my favorite thing. I think my favorite. Oh, I didn't record that. Oh, weird. Okay, so the audio. Just messed up. So never mind. The people on the video will hear that. The other people won't. Let's just jump back in. Okay. All right. That was weird. All right. Yeah. So the people on the audio won't hear that. People on the you watching the YouTube will. All right. Well, basically, what it was, um, it was Anthony Edwards explaining his first time having to play Steph Curry, having to guard him in his life and his career, and he's basically. Saying like, yeah, it's ridiculous. You watch it on TV and then you get out there and you realize like, oh, this is not a joke. This is real life. Like he really plays like this. He never stops moving. Comes in the game, scores 12 points immediately. Yeah. You're like, what? Like one of my biggest things that I think is amazing about Steph is like the off-ball movement. Like I've said it so many times, but like anybody watching this or listening to this, if you're interested in this, dude, go look up Kobe Bryant talking about the Warriors. Type in, go on YouTube and type in Kobe Bryant democracy Warriors. And watch how he explains the way Steph plays. He, he like, normally, like, NBA guys, when they get the ball, they feel like, all right, time to go to work. But, like, Steph has always instilled the type of, like, culture where it's, like, when you're off ball, it's time to work. Steph does most of his work when he doesn't have the ball. When he gets the ball, you've already, if he catches the ball, you messed up it's, a long it's time lost. ago. You lost. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Because it's the movement and the screen setting and the misdirection yeah. is – it's just brilliant. Everything is everything he does on the court without the ball is done with a purpose. So when he gets the ball, he's already at, yeah, he's already yeah. won the battle. Yeah, yeah, he's already yeah. won the battle. You're too so late. yeah, dude, and it's just it's historic, historic stuff here, man. And he doesn't mean anything like we've said. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, but, they're certainly not gonna win a title. No, but. definitely not. But I mean, dude. But maybe they squeak in, man. Maybe they maybe they squeak. I they're sitting in the that. ninth. They they're could. Sit, dude, they're sitting in the ninth seed right now. There's 15 games left. Like Steph is on a roll. What makes you think they don't go 11 and four? They could do that. Steph Curry, you really gonna put your money against him going no, crazy? I'm, I'm I mean, I'm not saying like that. they could slide into the eighth seed, the seventh seed. Yeah, but they very certainly could grab a playing seed and you like uh, win a you like game, Golden State. Against Way any around. of those teams? You don't like them against any of those early teams? Utah or Phoenix or anything? Probably not. I, they're not deep enough. Like, yeah, Utah and true. Phoenix, yeah, those type of those teams guys. are team Yeah, no, you're games. right. Yeah, yeah you're they're right. going to beat yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But, like, Wiggins, I don't trust... Uh, yeah, I don't trust, you know, 
anybody to be able to stop Steph, and Steph will grab a game off you, maybe more than one. Like, yeah, you know, like, well, easily he might, he and might he might two, win yeah. a series. Yeah, you never know. And then he go, and then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, with every, yeah. If Steph a, wins that first round series, the entire league is on alert. Everyone's, everyone's like, like, oh, oh no. no, this is bad. Yeah, this, this is, is so bad. bad. Um, yeah, dude, I I don't know, man. Uh, I'm I just kind of wanted to start off on this and just be like, dude. Shout out Steph Curry, man. I mean, this is historic stuff we're seeing. And yeah. it's like, dude, I can't wait till – I mean, we're done recording. We're going to go watch this to watch this game tonight. Like, I, I can't yeah. wait for it, man. Yeah. And, you know, shout out Steph. So, um, I want to get into that a little bit. And also, I kind of wanted to ask you this. I never even asked you this before. Kind of switching subjects here. Uh-huh. Um, have we, as a basketball community, overrated Bradley Beal? Why? Where is this coming from? So – he averaged 30 a game last year. Uh-huh. Right? Didn't make the All-Star yeah, team. Yeah, wasn't an All-Star. Mm-hmm. This year, he averaged 30 again and leads league in scoring, and everyone's like, okay, well, he did it last year, did it again this year. He's got to be an All-Star, got to be a starter. They don't do anything, man. It's the same thing that, like, Booker used to be. Booker's been this for the last three, four years. Yeah, but I feel like we kind of look at Beal and we're like, dude, Beal. I look at him the same I used to look at Booker. I look at him, I'm like, this is a guy who can get 30 a game in the NBA every night if he wants to, and he, like... It's not there. Like, he's a, he's not a – some guys don't bring, like, the impact. You know what I mean? But, like, you bring someone in who does bring impact, and they can help him, you know? So, what is it then? Is it Westbrook? Because he was – I mean, he was on his team no, all alone all last year. It. It's all of it. He just doesn't have a good enough team around It's him. the team. It's the coaching. It's the – remember when Jim Boylan was having the Bulls – uh, hit a time clock, clock in, oh, and everyone's just like, "Yeah, this is this sucks. I'm not. I don't want to play for this guy. I don't want to yeah. play on this team." You start to just get like, "Yeah, when your team sucks, dude, and you just lose all the time." That's why, like, when a when you bring in a new coach or whatever, a lot of time they just clear house. They just fire anyone, everyone. They're yeah. like anybody who who reeks of this disgusting smell of what our franchise has been of the last, you know, however many years. You're out. We're bringing a whole new crew in. And I think that that's what's kind of going on in Washington right now. I think well, it's like these guys need a new start. These guys, anybody worth anything on that team should be dealt, and they should try to like. Well, let me clarify. Obviously, he's awesome at that. He's yeah, leading the like, NBA in scoring. I think yeah. of him just like I thought of Booker, man. I'm like, yeah, this guy can't. He certainly he can't even make the playoffs on his own. So like, totally. But like, you bring in someone else. Like, I mean, like here's my point. If there's no AD and it's Booker and LeBron, I'm sorry, Beal and LeBron. Now, all of a sudden, they're a winning team, and Beal's still 28-30 a game, and we're not thinking of it like that. You right. know what I mean? It's like, he just doesn't ha- – he doesn't – his game doesn't bring the impact, and he doesn't have anyone on his team who has it. So, it's just like they – he'll be awesome, and they'll lose. It's just like Booker used to. I just I just think, man, like, this whole Beal thing is so strange because it's like he's probably the number one number one guy on the trade market. Or yeah, not yeah, he's the on, one people should like. Be, yeah, yeah, totally. So – I just I don't know, man. They uh, he goes out and gets Westbrook, and they're still not really winning games. And uh-huh. It's like it's, which is kind of weird because even Westbrook, as much as we dog on him, he always brought a little bit of impact with him dude, enough to make double. the playoffs. Totally. Like Russell Westbrook always drag a team to the playoffs. Definitely, you know what I'm saying? But, get beat in the first round by rookie Donovan Mitchell. He'll always be there. Totally, because like he can get a team there. But like now you pair him with again, it's like. You're in Washington, man. Yeah, but he's, I mean, bro, he's like 30, 31. I mean, he's played in playoff series. He's played in big playoff Bradley? series. Bradley? Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I don't think he has I- impact. He's played in big playoff series and they had a better team, man, you it's know? Pro- totally, but I'm thinking like two years ago, we all kind of looked at Bradley Beal kind of like the same way, kind of like the same way we looked at Levine a couple years ago. We yeah, were like, but even ah. different, even different. Levine... Last year is twenty three a game. The year before he's sixteen. Yeah, but he, Be- he never had multiple seasons of. If if Beal does if Levine does this two or three more years in a row, then he'll be in that Beal where Booker well, totally. was. Totally, yeah, yeah. But I I look at Levine and Beal and put them in the same category as guys that will generate probably this close to the same amount of wins for your team. Right, like not that yeah, many wins, totally. but they'll go so, get you fifty. Yeah, dude, yeah. definitely. And it's like, dude. I don't know, man. I just feel like we took a huge jump on Bradley Beal in the past well, two years. You know what I think a lot of this is? Is like in the modern NBA, I feel like twos have a hard time with it. I feel like twos have a hard time with it since Kobe, really. And yeah. Kobe always did it like in the triangle with a big. But like in the modern NBA, it's backcourt. Yeah, man, and it's hard for, and it's hard for like a guard who isn't like a transcendent Steph Curry type of guard. 
to be able to be the guy who brings that much impact. You know what I mean? It's it's like wings. Like LeBron and KD and like right. Kawhi. Like these are the guys who can bring like for real. I think it's because like they can play both sides of the ball. You know what I mean? It's like they can affect both the game. Yeah, but it's like these guys that are just straight scorers. Why are they not? Why are they why not? Do they have no yeah, impact? yeah. Why I don't are know. they? Yeah, I don't know. it's very weird to me, man. Are they are they just honest? Like, well, because like Beal or Booker rather is a uh, plus defender now, isn't he? He's a ah. I don't know. I think it helps a lot when you have CP back there. Yeah. You have Bridges and yeah. you have all these guys, like, Jay Crowder. These are still empty possessions if the other team comes away with if you're just scoring in the other team, it's like the Trey Young thing. Score every time. I don't care. Like <laughs> not every time, but like yeah, yeah. eventually this is just gonna come down to who can get a stop. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? It's like I wonder if like, yeah, these guys are em- like good good stat, bad team guys, like empty value. Like, I wonder if it has to do with, like, defense. Like, well, do you got to play both sides of the ball? Well, that's about this whole Beal thing, man. It's like, dude, what if what if he – because I, I do believe that he's going to end up getting traded, and I think he's going to end up on a better team, better situation, whatever you want to say. He's also Those not numbers to go be, down. Yes. Well, he's not supposed to be, like, the primary guy. That's the same thing with, like, Mitchell. Remember we were trying to run Mitchell at the point guard yeah, for all right. these years? It's like, dude, he's not supposed to be the guy dribbling the ball with the ball in his hands for 38 minutes a game. Yeah, well, Westbrook's he's, not a true point guard either, which is Right, we've suck. brought yeah, that up many totally. times. Yes, he's a guy who learned how to pass brilliantly, but, like, even going back to UCLA, it was never a point guard. That's fair. That's uh, Yeah, man, it's like I don't think – I think some of these guys – that's why I think somebody like Chris Paul, somebody like LeBron, somebody like Luka, somebody like Rondo. Like, no, I'm coming in here – like, sure, some of those guys can score, but, like, the main thing is, like, I'm going to – they're almost like a conductor of the entire offense throughout the entire game. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to make sure everyone gets their shots. I'm going to make sure we get open looks. Right. Like, yeah, it's like, and so when you have somebody who's, the ball's always in their hands, somebody like Booker, somebody like Beal, somebody like Levine, somebody like Mitchell, it's like, well, they aren't the conductor. So, like, yeah. you're putting the ball in the hand. That's what I always say. It's what makes LeBron great is because he can be the guy who scores, the crazy scorer, and the conductor. So it's like you're playing with two players out there because like a lot of these guys they need the conductor they need the quarterback like you you sit Booker out there he could drop, he could drop seventy and they suck forever for eternal perpetuity and then all of a sudden you bring a thirty five year old Chris Paul in and they're awesome they're like half a game back out of the one seat or whatever it is or are they the one seat whatever the point yeah. is like they're one of the best teams in the league it's like not everybody. Just because he can put the ball in the basket, I, I feel like not everybody can like control the flow of the game and the pace of the game and like make the right decisions throughout four quarters. You know, dude, uh, and like that matters at the end of the game when you pull back, when you're when you go from micro view to macro and you pull back and you go, oh man, there were so many possessions throughout this game where we just made the wrong decision. Definitely. Yeah, because you don't have a quarterback yeah. out there. You know, well, it's like, dude, I've been I've been trying to figure out this whole Eastern Conference thing because it's like these bottom teams are like Indiana, Chicago, Washington. It's like the East isn't that good this year, man. Yeah, and it's we've like, always said that. Yeah, but I, totally. The, and it's like the dude, four and the ten seed are separated by four totally, and a half games. But it's like, dude, if Bradley Beal's a starter, starting all star in the East. Yeah, one of the best scorers in the world. Yeah, you're one of the top five players in the East. One of the Conference. deepest bags I've ever totally, seen. Totally, man. And it's like, dude, you got me out here with like twenty seven wins. Twenty uh, yeah, wins. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Uh, so uh, I'm not. I'm not telling you, Bradley yeah, Beal. And I wonder how much of it, because like we always. We always look at CP, but like, dude, they got a new coach too. Yes, yeah, you know what I mean. Blows, bro. yeah. <laughs> oh like, God. like it's not only just getting a guy who a brings impact and b sets everybody up all game and controls the flow of the game, but yeah. it's also like having a, a system and a reason to buy in and a guy you believe in, and yeah. you know what I mean. It's yeah. like that matters. Like that might be cheesy, but that matters. It totally matters. I, bro, Anybody who's played one day of sports in their life knows that matters. Yeah. You know. I just when you have a dickhead for a coach, you're like I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to be here, yeah. dude. Yeah. I wholeheartedly believe. Like if you gave. Scott Brooks, like number one player at every position, and they still they suck. probably lose. Like I'm probably oh, looking at, tough. I'm probably looking I at like the other Scott Brooks. He seems. I, I don't mean to coach my team. I just mean like when I hear him talk at the press conferences, stuff. Like I like him. He seems like oh, a totally really? good enough guy. Yeah, I don't mind him. It, he I'm seems sure he's fine. probably a nice guy, but he's just a. It's um, what I'm saying. That bad of a coach, where I'm like, yeah, no, regardless tough. of he the seems roster, like a, seems like a cool guy. I like him. He's like, I like that he's like. One of the younger guys, and he's like ah. a kind of a player guy. Yeah, but he's it's a just, former player. Yes, but it's just yeah, he's not a good. He doesn't seem. I don't know if he's not a good coach. I'm not in the locker room. Listen to me. Oh, I know. But is- um, all I know is yes, <laughs> right. His numbers, like yeah, we got to start looking somewhere else. Like all yeah. right. 
like, who else could this be? As soon know? as they hired him, we were like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that might not be the move. <laughs> yeah. Does Kenny Atkinson have a job right now in the NBA? I think he's an assistant somewhere. Yeah, let me look it up for Yeah, dude. I lo- dude, Kenny Atkinson came in. He said, give me D-Lo and a bunch of bench guys. Yeah, And dude. he brought those guys to the playoffs. I don't know why. I don't know, man. It's just like the whole Washington Wizards thing has been super underwhelming. And I know they've lost Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant's out for the year. Yeah, it's he's, like, dude, he's in. He's on the Clippers. Oh, nice. He's a Clippers assistant. Yeah. Dude, the Clippers have a mean coaching staff. Yeah. They have an awesome coaching Ty staff. Ty Lue is not included in that coaching staff. Well, hey, man, it's another guy with, with – Dude, how about how good is how good have Clippers been recently? I know we've talked PG. about this before. Paul PG. George, oh, we're man. always like making fun of him. He's the butt of every joke on Twitter every night. Oh, but yeah. like, dude's been playing he is, awesome. Bro, he's like thirty three a game in the last six games. Yeah, dude, it sucks because it's like he's gonna have a good game. He's very he's a great player. Yeah, of course, he's an unbelievable regular season yep. player. Silky smooth. Of and he's course, handles. He's like six 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 seven. It's like, dude, oh, and I, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of tough, man. And they gotta kind of figure this thing out. And yeah, <laughs> Kenny Atkinson and Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie is confused. Like, yeah, that's probably moments before he got canned. Kenny yeah, Atkinson. Yeah. I like, just brought up a picture of Kenny Atkinson and Kyrie here. Yeah. And Kyrie's like, confused, and the whole thing just looks bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. So I don't know, man. This PG thing. Do they scare you anymore? I mean, I know we talked yes, about this before. Yes, Rondo and yeah, absolutely Ibaka. Yeah, they got. They're way better. They're like a legitimate contender for sure somebody's really went in there and smacked them yeah i know but like somebody's gonna have to beat them in the playoffs you know like, like in, a, in a grind out series yes you're yeah. gonna have to go in there and earn that you're gonna have to beat them they're not going away they have i've said this step before but they have 60 percent of their starters are nba champions you know like they have a real legitimate chance in my opinion now like this is their first real chance where it's like obviously last year yeah they probably should have won there or they should have done better than they did but it was still everyone knew they were disjointed and it was weird and they couldn't get on the floor together and they didn't have a point guard and they got Zubach because of magic. The whole thing was weird. The whole yeah. thing was weird. But like this year, I feel like I feel a hundred percent more confident that they are a legit. At, at the very least, they're legit. Yeah. Like last year, I was saying they're not legit. They're not legit. If they go in there, and beat the Lakers. Are you shocked? No, not at all. Yeah. Same. Like they have, they could do that. You yeah. Know? Same. I um, mean, ah. Uh, Maybe not. I'm probably. I'm not predicting that, that, but you're saying, am I shocked? No. Like, I could see that happening, you know? Kawhi, 37. Kawhi the next night, 31. PG, the PG game. 25. Yeah, come on. PG <laughs> gets 40 in game three. You're like, ugh, yeah, it that sucks. Marcus PG, Morris bro. goes for 27, bangs eight threes. You're like, up. Oh, that's that's Dude, another one. Poor PG, though. He's hitting the side of the backboard and immediately go on Twitter. It's just. just yeah, Ridiculous. yeah. It's <laughs> well, it's like, dude, some of it was his own doing. Like when you call yourself, when you give yourself nicknames and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, it's not gonna go well. You can't do, you can't mess up now. It's like when you give yourself a uh, a, a sack celebration in the NFL. Yeah, dude, you better not make any mistakes because everyone's gonna do that to you. Or a QB celebration yeah, 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 like yeah. the Aaron Rodgers championship thing, the Tebow. Yeah. Every time Johnny you get sacked now, I'm going to do that thing to you. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you – so somebody like Paul George, man, you make up – they did the same thing to Melo. Remember when he was talking about coming off the bench? They think I'm going to come off the bench. Like it's like you can't like do that because then people are going to make fun of you always. It gives everyone all the ammo in their gun yeah, to yeah, make fun of you. Hilarious. Yeah, it's brutal. When you give yourself nicknames and talk about how good you are, it's like everyone's just going to watch to prove you wrong now. Yeah. Everyone just wants you to yeah. fail. He, bro, he's, he's saying like playoff P and people are hilarious. way off P. Yeah. <laughs> Pandemic P, layoff P. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> the people were calling him PG 13%. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's dude, hilarious. NBA Twitter's undefeated. Oh NBA Twitter is hysterical. Yeah. Yeah, that's the last place you want to find yourself. That's yeah, a, that's yeah. a tough island to survive on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but dude, yeah, man, I think the Clippers are legit. I think that at least they're more legit. I think they're probably more legit than Brooklyn. But I wanted to move on. Oh. I want to talk about Brooklyn here. Yeah. Um. So that Heat game the other night. So. All right. First off, you and I. Oh, I've always talked about Bam. Love Bam. One of my favorite bigs. Yeah. I realize, Our favorite big. I realize yeah, Embiid totally. and Jokic has the numbers, but yeah. my favorite big totally. is I'm with Bam. You. I'm with you. It's always been Bam. Yeah. Um, 
so he hits a game winner. They close out the, the Heat close out the game on an eight nothing run. Beat the Nets. How about that little move though by Bam? Yeah, the, the little, little shimmy. Yeah. yeah, the little in and out nice. to, the, to the elbow. Rise jumper. up, yeah, yeah. and it rings around and goes yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, love to see it. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, all right, first of all, rank Bam for bigs. Where you got top him? three? So you have him third. Yeah, behind the two MVP candidates. Or are we missing somebody? No. So right? I'm trying to. All right. So I'm trying. I've been been trying to kind of. I've been keeping this guy in the back of my head. Gobert. Okay. It's like, uh, dude, he impacts the game in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. As a defensive center, yeah, it's I true. Mean, He's like an absolute anchor. Yeah, He's but it's like it anchor. changes the way your defense plays because you can overhelp. You can you can extend your just defense, flush him down yeah, into the lane. You, yeah. Dude, beat me off the dribble. I don't yeah, care go ahead. scoring on that guy. Yeah, like yeah. he's two time defense. Dunk it on yeah, him. Yeah, dude, two time defensive player of the year. So it's like I don't know, man. He changes the game in so many different ways. It's hard for me to not put him in the top three. But it's also like, damn, bro, the other two bigs are one and two in the MVP race. So it's like, all right, bro, it's it's tough. He's he's top three or if he's not top three, he's got to be four. Yeah, dude, and um, you know, I think. Miami's been a little underwhelming this year, but you know a lot of their important pieces have been out. They've been they've dealt with injuries and COVID and all sorts of weird stuff. And also their main pieces are still kind of young, man. So it's like Hero's been struggling big time. Yeah. This year. And did you see the report yesterday that Miami's significantly concerned and has been for a while about the level of celebrity status that Tyler Hero has? Oh, that no. was a reported thing. Yeah, from yesterday, from like a credentialed media member wrote it, took the time to write up an article. It was a real story that the Heat are like, yo, this is a little sketchy that we got this guy and he's, you know, he's got Chipotle and the Hero- Tyler Tuesdays and the rap song with Jack Harlow. It's like this, his girlfriend's a super, an IG model. Like this is just, I don't know that, man. And they, he was the piece that they didn't want to deal for Harden. They held on to him for Harden because they were like, we don't even want to start the conversation if Tyler Hero has to be into it. Fast forward three months later, and it's like there are significant concerns about Tyler he's, Hero's he, level. Bro, his past like eight games, he's averaging like six points a game. Yeah, I mean, it's like, dude, I can't. He averaged twenty in ECF, dude. Man, so it's like you know the ceiling is there, but it's like, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Sophomore I don't slump, I but, guess. But like, dude, the real conversation is like that. Brook, Brooklyn lets them go in an eight o eight o run and close the game, and and they lose right there. You you lost right there. They were up six with two minutes left. Hey, good night. Yep, game's over. Like they do the. It's like I don't. Obviously, like on paper, we've talked about this all season. On paper, they should win it all. They're the best team in the league. But like, are they going to be there? Are they going to be there? Are they all going to be locked in? Are they all going to be playing the way that we expect them to play? Because let me lay this out for you. In seven hundred days. Katie's played 25 games. I saw that too. And in four of them, he's left the game with an injury. So, like, if you're putting your money on Brooklyn and, like, Kyrie's not there half the time, and when he is, he's not engaged half the time. Harden's hurt. Harden doesn't play well in elimination games. So, like, when you're saying Brooklyn's going to win it all, you're putting your money. And when I'm saying they're not, I'm not putting my money on the – their five guys on on paper aren't better than everyone else's five guys. I, I acknowledge they that they better. are. Yeah, yeah. It, the, I'm talking about the intangibles. Like I don't trust them to put it all together when you need to put it together. I don't trust them to all be there. I don't trust them to all play together. Dude, they will have entered this playoffs. This this playoffs by the time we get there, having played like eight games together, that is unprecedented. For a team yeah. that thinks that they're about to go compete for a championship. Title favorite. Yeah, that's insane, man. It's like, dude, just in the East, I, I, I've said it all year. Are we sure they're even making it out of the East? They're not even the one seed. The Miami's East. kicked the shit out of them. Philly kicked the shit out of them. Milwaukee kicked the shit out of them. This is, this is real things that are happening out there. You guys can stick your head in the sand and make every excuse in the book. Well, this guy wasn't there. Okay, and so you're putting your money on the fact that he'll be there Against yeah. whoever and in the perform. Hey man, yeah. I'm just saying. Like, I don't know. I, I just I don't know. I'm not sure. I obviously, like we said last week, man, it's, it wouldn't surprise me if they win every series in five games. Totally. And then it also wouldn't totally. surprise me if they lose in the second round. Because like, man, it's just they're just like the Clippers. It's like, and we and I was saying that early, dude. I was saying that before because now I'm hearing everyone say it on 
ESPN right, and stuff like right, that. Right. I would do that. I was on that early. I was like, these are a bunch of guys who got the same color jersey on, and they're pretending like they're going to go win a title. Like, I don't know, man. It's like, and and I hate to, like, j- jump towards all this stuff because I feel like this doesn't matter as much as people want to make it out to be, but, like, there's all this other stuff, too, always, around KD and Kyrie and Harden. Harden, the story the other day was like, you know, he went to Miami and a couple of their road trips with the team. But like, you know, and then you see him on the sideline. He's wearing this ridiculous outfit. He looks strip club ready to me. <laughs> like, I wonder if he's if they're going to Salt Lake City. Is he going on that team playing with that? I don't know. I'm not sure. You know, yeah, or um, Cleveland. The whole thing is just weird. Like Kyrie's always got some weird stuff going on. And I'm for it. These guys aren't just basketball players. They're people. They should live a normal life. But like. The KD thing, Kate, there's a new story about KD in the news every day. It was Rappaport, then Shannon Sharp, now his top five players. Let's get into that, dude. Let's get into that. Lay it out. I was, let, let, let me hear it. Let me hear so, what happened. All right. So it's it's sort of misleading, but the- Yeah, explain the whole thing. So what happened was KD went on a podcast the other day, and uh, whoever it was- Ask him ask to name him, your top yeah. five players that you've played with. And he goes, one is Steph, two is er. Yeah, he, yeah. No, he said one is Kyrie. One is Kyrie, two yeah. is James, three is Steph, four is Clay, five is Ibaka. Yeah, and he took forever. He took thirty seconds to come up with the fifth guy. Yeah, he's like, um. And he goes, I uh, guess Ibaka. Surge, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the guy's like, damn. And it's like a weird like moment. And he's like, he's what? Like, Wait, what? Did I miss someone? Uh-huh. And he's like, he's like, I, I thought you were gonna say Russ. And Katie's like, oh, yeah, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. I yeah. should have thrown him in there. Uh, but, like, come on. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's trying to say, like, you know. But, see, and all day they're talking about this in the national media. Like, I don't really care about it enough to have a 20-minute conversation about it. But, like, yeah, dude, does anybody think that he wasn't just being petty? Of course he was. He didn't forget Russ. Of course not. He, yeah. he didn't f- just forget him. He sat there for 30 seconds and racked his brain to come up with any player who wasn't Russ. Yeah, he was like, yeah. um. Surge. <laughs> you, don't, sir, you guys played on the same team with Russ. Yeah. Surge and Russ and KD. Like, yeah. you just forgot about the other guy who's won multiple MVPs who was about to average uh, triple-double for his fourth year in his career. Like, no. He was just being petty. But, like, whatever. That doesn't matter. But I guess what matters is, like, all these guys, there's always this outside stuff. It's always like something else. Totally. The conversation's not ever just like basketball. basketball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> always something else, man. It's just, I don't know. I guess I just don't trust it. Maybe I'm just an old, bitter person who's like, you know, they should be in the gym and working out. I don't believe that. But like, there's just, well, there's so much smoke, there's got to be fire. I like, agree. No, I these agree. These guys have just. And, like, people talked about that. That was a storyline going in. Like, the New York media, can they handle it? All of that has nothing to do with skills of basketball. It has to do with, like, personality styles and, like, this shit right here that's going on. <laughs> like, this is what was predicted, <laughs> I guess, is my point. You know? Like, whatever, bro. I, I don't really care to talk about Katie he's got, Katie's got more tweets and shots made. Whatever, whatever, bro. I'm here to talk about <laughs> basketball. That's hysterical. But, like, I don't care if it be so, like, Rappaport and Shannon yeah, Sharp. Totally. It means nothing. What it does mean is, like, we were kind of right about the fact, like, hey, these guys are kind of just, <laughs> like, it's not, they're not the old school basketball player. They're more like, no, I'm going to get on Twitter, and I'm going to talk right shit to your face, <laughs> and it's going to be the biggest story in the world, because Skip Bayless and Stephen A are talking about it, and then I'm going to come to Skip Bayless and Stephen A and talk shit right to their face, and then that will be the biggest story in the world. It's like, I don't know, it's just weird. It's, it's got to be like, exhausting. It's right? like, it's just, they're just kind of immature. It's like, and I think that might matter, you know? Yeah. Like, Beefing with Shannon Sharp and Michael Rappaport, that doesn't mean you can't win a title. But, like, being immature, that might, you know? Like, that might kind of matter. Yeah, no, I agree. There's there's something to it, man. And I think, you know, Brooklyn needs to focus more on basketball. They just need to focus. Yeah, they need to focus. Yeah, and they can't get out there. It's like, now Katie's hurt again. And he gets another, he's banged up again. And what did he leave the game shooting? What was his field goal percentage? 100 percent <laughs> he was three of three from the floor dude it's it's always something with katie's legs bro it's always he's always well, standing there looking feet down long. And, yeah he's always standing there looking down his legs like awesome's oh, around yeah and you're just like oh no dude i dude. love the picture of him in the locker room where his foot looks like a hockey stick 
He wears like a size 29 shoe. Yeah. It's absurd. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no wonder his body doesn't work yeah, right. Yeah. How about when he's walking off the floor in Toronto and he's holding his Achilles and you're just like, ah, yeah, dude. And yeah. He's, uh, he's at the scores table the other night. He's just looking down at his feet. You're like, all right. This is, Something this is doesn't bad. feel yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like, dude, KD's unbelievable, but I don't know. It's just something just doesn't feel... He doesn't feel like he feels more like a kid. Like we said it last week. It's like I could picture KD right now. He's probably playing 2K, eating Fruit Loops. Yeah. You know, whereas like somebody like I don't know, pick a professional. Peyton Manning is oh. probably not doing that. He's yeah, like yeah. sitting at a desk investing or something. <laughs> it's like it's just a different level of like yeah, yeah. maturity. You know, even like LeBron like yeah. seems more mature. He seems more of like an adult. Yeah. KD feels yeah. like an 18 year old who just loves being like messing around. You know. <laughs> Which is fine. That's totally fine. But, like, I don't know. He just seems a little bit immature, and that might matter. Yeah, you know? So, whatever. Let's move on. I don't care to talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I want to bring up, because you were talking about the Suns, man. What do you think their ceiling is? So, I don't know, man. It, it's going to fall on the back of these role guys, and it's going to be a their lot of Their role guys Chris are awesome. Yeah, dude. I know. And it's going to be a lot of Chris Paul. It's going to be a lot of Devin Booker. It's going to be the guys who are they got to keep scoring. They got to play defense. They got to make sure that they're they're going to do this right and, you know, if you're a Phoenix fan, you want them to get that one seed. Mm -hmm. You need them to get that one yes, seed. Yes, dude. Because, they're currently a game and a half back. Yeah, because if you, you fall into that two seed, you start messing with like Luka and Dame and, yes. and, yeah. and somebody Jokic. who can give you yeah, 60. You don't want that, yeah. bro. You, yeah. you don't want You got the Lakers down there at like six. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on, bro. Like, you know, we. Yeah. You want they that be one gunning seat. for that because one Memphis. Seat. All right, so here, here. Let me, let me break this down real quick. So shout out NBA District on IG. Uh, they put this up today. I want to read you guys what they post. So they wrote, uh, the ideal playoff picture for the Phoenix Suns. Okay? So it's they're currently a game and a half back of the one seed. And then Utah is currently a game and a half up of the two seed. So then you have the three seed currently is Clippers. Four seed currently is Denver. Currently, two and a half games back of the five seed is Portland. Two and a half games ahead of the six seed is the Lakers. Currently, the seventh is is Dallas, and currently eighth is Memphis. So, if they can get that one seed, and it ends up as to where it goes: Phoenix one, Utah two, Clippers three, Denver four, Portland five, Lakers six, Dallas seven, and Fien or and uh, Grizzlies eight. Which is, you know, that's very possible. It looks like that is what might play out. Um, if that happens. Then you have Phoenix and the Grizzlies in the first round. And then you would have Phoenix versus the winner of the Lakers and the Jazz. Or no, I'm sorry, of the winner of um, Denver and Denver and uh, Portland. So they play Denver. So realistically, like they would play Memphis in the first round, Denver in the second round. Like you're avoiding um, you're avoiding the Lakers, you're avoiding the Clippers. You're avoiding the Mavs. These are like their hardest matchups, and they would be avoiding all of them until the conference finals. So, like, basically what this person is saying is if this plays out this way, Phoenix has just a – they can just walk to the Western Conference Finals, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a Western Conference Finals, and anything can happen. Totally. You and know that's what, what I'm mean? saying, man. It's like you, you just – if you're Phoenix and you're Chris Paul, you're Monty Williams, you, you need to be gunning for that one. So you yeah. can't be taking nights off. Yes, Every dude. game matters. Every game matters. If you're in this spot where you're in the one or the two seed, why stop, bro? Keep going. And then they would grinding. play the yeah. Lakers or the Clippers most likely, obviously. In the, Western, in the Conference. Western Conference Finals. And that would be them coming off grueling series because they just had to play the other good teams in the Western Conference playoffs. And maybe while, you got a shot. While Phoenix comes off, comes off easy, two easy series, or at least ones that they're likely favorites in. Right, exactly. Now all of a sudden you're talking about I, a more... I still think Denver is a more experienced... Ah, you Murray. think Denver no, beats... No, they don't have Murray. They don't have Murray. They don't beat Phoenix. No, not without Murray. In the second yeah, round. I think Phoenix Murray. beats them. Yeah. If Phoenix gets a one seed and Denver gets a four seed, uh, I think they get beat. Phoenix yeah, beats Murray. Yeah. in the second round. Yeah, because they'll beat Memphis in the first round and beat Denver in the second well, round. And then they'll play the Lakers or the Clippers or, you know, whatever in the next. In so the, the big Conference problem Finals. I have with Phoenix is their big guy, DeAndre Ayton. He had a and great game. The I end know. Night. I hear you, man. But hear my point. Hear my point. I've been really big on Ryan Rosillo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's awesome. And I Shout out Ryan Rosillo. Yeah, yeah. Rosillo pod is 
awesome, legit, dude. Yeah. It's so awesome. And the way he explains stuff is awesome. But so he was talking about Aiton, dude. And one thing that we noticed or he's noticed towards the end of Phoenix's games is he doesn't play a lot in the final three minutes. And I was like, I've kind of play, uh, paid more and more attention to that. And, dude, it's the switching. Yeah, yeah. Defensively, he can't be out no, there. No, man. And that's a big problem for them. Yeah. And it's a big problem for them in the final five minutes. It's a big problem for them in the final three minutes. It's a big problem for them in the final minute. Mm -hmm. It's like because nobody who – he can't switch on littler guys. Yeah, yeah, right. If you're going to go into Denver. Right, like remember when Kevin Love locked up Steph Curry yes. on the perimeter and that literally won them a championship. Yes. Like or, you need that moment. Totally. Or <laughs> you get Dame in the second round or you have you have uh, Kawhi or PG. Yeah. They're going at that guy all and game, And I'll pick him apart all game. Totally. Right, I'll put him in pick if and rolls. If you get the one yes. seed and you get Steph in the first round, Steph's going at him all game. And I'll get a switch and I'll ISO him game. to death. Totally. Yes. Yes. And it's like that's going to be a problem for them where they're going to need another guy to play big, whether it's going to be Sarich, whether it's going to be Cam Johnson, Ooh. whether it's going to be – Yeah, they, they need they don't someone. They have like another like – Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So like systematically you're saying – It's not – I love Phoenix's roster. They've played awesome up to this date, you know? But They're just, I just like Utah in that they are the sum of the parts are greater than the – Yeah, but whatever, that's true. But I also think – I don't know what the saying is. Yeah. I say it all the time. I never get it right. <laughs> but uh, so my whole point about this is Phoenix is legit. I mean, Booker's insane. CP has done an unbelievable job with this team all year. They just have flaws. And I think that those flaws are kind of going to become more and more glaring as the playoffs go on and on. Dude, it's going to be interesting because I think that that's a team that's like built for the playoffs. I don't think I think that they'll be better in the playoffs than they are in the regular season because I think that that that's a team that a seven game series lends itself to that team because they right. are they're out there like using strategy and like right. You but know Booker's what I'm never been in that spot. That's true. That's true. Cam Johnson's never been in that spot. Short. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a hey, lot. Hey, that's fair. But like. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, Phoenix is one of those teams, just like Utah, just like half these teams we talk about. You got to prove it, man. Especially because with like the way the stink that's on your franchise, nobody's going to choose you in a close. But one <laughs> thing that has been proven is that Chris Paul is going to come out here and take you to the playoffs, regardless of any team he's on. Fact. He's going to take your team to the playoffs, Fact. just like he did in OKC last and year. He might, and even though it might be crazy, eh, I don't know. Does he opt out? He's going to make like forty-seven so million. So I don't think it matters because. I think Chris Paul could go literally anywhere. All those LeBron will take him. Kawhi, all anybody will take him in the league right now. Two years but ago, but he's we were got saying, a contract right now. Totally, he's got a so, player option. Yes, yeah. so I think he opt into it and take the half a hundred million dollars or whatever it is, or does he go? I want to like. Well, I think I don't he opts know. out. Phoenix I think he opts out. This Phoenix out. situation is awesome. Actually, I don't. Did you see the tweet that said Chris Paul should go around every year for the rest of his career and just rescue failing franchises? <laughs> I was like, yeah, we take him in Chicago. It's exactly what I bitch about that we need every totally. week. Totally. Dude, and I, I hard just nose point I think this Phoenix thing has been surprising and I just think it's going to be very underwhelming towards the end of the playoffs. Oh, that would suck. I I I, I want to see them do good. Totally. I want to see them surpass my expectations, I, not under. They're an under. awesome regular season team. I just think that they're going to have flaws in the playoffs. I could be wrong. No, Let's yeah, but I could I there's a I know what you mean. Let me so, at least say it that way. If they go down in the first or second round, I think he's out. I think he's out. Oh, but okay. I think if they go to Make the Western, it to the Western Conference, Conference Finals and yeah, go six games, in. he's back. That in. would be cool. Yeah. I, I agree with that. That's probably yeah. legit. Probably, I agree. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, MVP, what do you got? It's pretty much coming down to Yoke and Embiid, right? Yeah, Yo it's pretty it's, much it. Yeah, it's Jokic and um, Embiid, but I don't Yo, know. What do you I think, dude? I want to give it to Embiid. I think same, but also like. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, you're good. But as basketball fans, I think as, as hardcore basketball fans, the people that listen to this and the people that watch this, it's like, dude, we all have this feeling where Embiid is – Embiid's our guy. Embiid is a guy who's been most dominant all year. Nobody can guard him. Yeah. He beats all the best yeah. teams. The only thing that we're holding out on is the injury. Mm -hmm. And he came back, and he's been awesome since the injury too. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, man. I just think the way I said it before the show was – is Jokic going to win the MVP, or is he going to be given the MVP? Yes, right, because it's like, you know, Giannis almost started the season with the inability to win it because he won two in a row, and it's like historically they're just not going to pretend like you're better than also all these too, other yeah, guys. Totally. And then you go down with the injury, and then LeBron injury, and, you know, KD injury, and it's almost like you just keep moving the next guy, next guy, next guy, and you're sitting, and it's like, 
this is what I said when Embiid got hurt, man. This is exactly what I said. Chris Broussard, who's a voter, said, never in the history since the writers started voting in 1981 has a player missed more than 20% of the season and won MVP. So I don't think that form or fellow voters, this is him speaking, he's saying, I don't think the fellow voters are just going to decide this is the year that they're willing to jump over precedent and just say, it's it's just like Giannis. Not, you're not gonna win three straight, dude. Yeah, totally. It's just you're just not. It's just not. We've never done it that way. We're not gonna start with you. We're not gonna pretend like you're better than everyone in history, yeah. and you should be the one that's yeah. bestowed this award that yeah. no one else three has times received. In a row. Right. It's the same thing. It's like fine if nobody's ever won the award because Embiid's injury. If he doesn't miss any other games, it's exactly twenty five percent of the season. It's like, hey, man. This is a writer. Or a writer. Well, he, Bruce Hart is a writer. But he's a voter, is what I meant to say. This is a voter. And he's sitting there telling you what the mindset is of a voter. It's like, fair, man. All right, fine. So I guess then if that's the case, if they're just going to say he, they're not going to vote for him because of that, then fine. Then, then Jokic is the MVP, if that's the case. If we're just, this guy's out because of this. This guy's out because of that. Next guy's out because of this. Next, He is the next guy. You know what I mean? Like, if all these guys are just disqualified... Then he is the next guy. It's like his numbers. Yeah, but it's like his numbers are similar to Embiid's. Uh, it's like what is it? 29, 11, 30, 20, 27, 11, and three for Embiid, and 20, 26, 11, and nine for Jokic or something like that. Yeah. And the PER is thirty one point four for Embiid and thirty one point zero for Jokic. It's like they're right there, bro. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, but are you really gonna hold Embiid out because he missed twelve games? I think Embiid. It's tough, man. Because like, we're going to look back it. on this, I man. I get it. We're going to look back on this and be like, oh. I get it. Because, like, I know what you mean. Like, this guy's the most dominant guy in the throughout league. the course, the majority of the season. Yeah. He's been, in that sense, I want him to win MVP. I believe that, like, he comes in. Dude, Skip Bayless said it great today, or this morning. He was talking about, like, Jokic is, like, goofy and awkward, and he has all the weird stuff and everything that looks weird. And you're like, how did he... But it's all like floppy and goofy and awkward and odd and Embiid's none of that. He's right in your face talking shit to your face about right. how you can't stop him and you can't stop him because he's physically better. It's not as much as like skill is almost more important than just using like size and whatnot. It's like there's something to be said for like, dude, you cannot stop me. You cannot. You just can't. Even if you're twice as skilled as me, you can't stop me. It's like, there's something to be said for that. And like, he's the emotional leader and shit talker. It's like, yeah, he's right in your face and he's going to be in your face and he's going to do all the shenanigans and all the, it's like, you know, you're talking about someone who just seems more overpowering. You know? I think he seems, and I don't mean that like basketball. I mean like everything. The whole thing is stats, his personality is, is everything. It's just, Embiid seems like overpowering and Jokic seems like finesse. And that leads you to want Embiid to be the MVP, you know? I think he's more dominant in his dominance, you know, if that makes any sense. Does it mean anything if Embiid gets the number one seed in the East? In terms of the MVP yeah. argument? I don't know, man. Because it's They're not ahead like, of Brooklyn. It's not like Denver sucks. Yeah, I know, but Philly's going to be the number one team in the East. They're ahead of Brooklyn. Dude, I haven't seen stuff about... the title like, favorites? I haven't seen stuff about, like, if you want to have consistent logic... If we want to pretend like we're not hypocrites, Julius Randle has to be in the conversation. They're fourth in the East, or they're half a game out of four, the four seed in the East. This guy's averaging 31, to whatever his crazy averages yeah, yeah. are. You know, I was just being facetious. I don't know what he's <laughs> You get my point. He's averaging yeah. 97, 12, and 20. Yeah. <laughs> they're in the four seed. Like, this guy's not even being talked about. Like, Yeah, man. I, I don't know, but I think if we're if we're gonna have that Randall debate, we need to have the Steph debate and the Dame debate and, and, and the, the Luca debate. And yeah, it's like yeah, so yeah. it's That's it's fair. super hard, man. And mm. I don't know if you ask me, I'm gonna tell you it's Embiid. So uh, I know what you mean, but I also know what Broussard means in that, like, bro, we've never done it before, so we're not just gonna be like, oh, Embiid's the guy who breaks all the molds and he's yeah, better yeah, than yeah, everybody yeah. ever. Like, I don't know. I I see both. I see both. I see like keeping history accurate and keeping like precedent and stuff like that. But I also see like, I watched this whole season play out. I'm telling you, this guy's more dominant in his dominance. Yeah. They're both dominant. And Jokic is also dominant too, but Embiid is like in your face and dominant about his dominance. If that makes any sense. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's a great way to put it. Like he is. And like, I think 
you know, that doesn't really matter. The style in which your productivity comes shouldn't matter, but it kind of does, you know, like it kind of does. One guy's finesse. The other dude's like dunking in people's faces and talking yeah, shit. It's, and like, <laughs> it's insane. It's like the other guy's more animated and that, that draws more eyeballs and it draws more attention. And it draws more conversation. And like, yeah, people, it dra- people's perspectives start to lean towards that guy. Yeah. I, and I, the I, narrative. I get it, the yeah, narrative. yeah, totally. So, and I get it. But I also think that like, if you have somebody like Bruce Hart, who's on, he's one of the best dudes on the, all the national totally. big media platforms talking basketball. And he's a voter. And if other voters are hearing him say that, like, they're going to fall in line. Totally. You know, like, I just, I don't think that they'll do it. I might do it. If I was a voter, I might throw my vote for Embiid. I'm not sure. I would I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Probably. But I get that. I get why they're not going to. Yeah, Jokic stayed healthy all year. Totally. I see it. Yeah, I see it. And, like, we were joking. We have a video up on our IG about this guy, Jokic, is just, you know unbelievable the numbers is per and everything is just out out of this world yeah so it's like it's not like it's some sort of robbery you know like it's Dude, not michael porter has been unbelievable for so is aaron since, gordon man. no but since the murray injury it's like yeah he had Jokic, the 25 and 10 game the very next game yeah dude it's it's wild to think that when they were talking about the harden deal they're like no porter's out that's what i was saying like, about hero yeah porter's out yeah and it's it's weird because he didn't really play. He kind of had the same bull bull symptom where like he just doesn't play yeah, for like, no reason. Yeah, we're like, yeah, wait, what? This guy's supposed to be really good. Like, no, you're supposed to play. Him. Yeah, and like uh, he's 18 and his back hurts. Everyone's like, I don't care. What? <laughs> like he's yeah, 6'10". He's like, 6'10". What? And he can shoot threes. Yeah, like what are we doing? Yeah, bro. But Jokic has just been unbelievable. Porter's found a billion more more good looks for him, and I think you know the but Jokic also like Jokic's. Like I said, their numbers are right there, and the the PER is like point two difference, but uh, usage rate is significantly different. Embiid yeah. leads the league, or is one of the highest in the league in usage rate, and because uh, they run every Jokic through. is like sixteenth or seventeenth, so his numbers are equal with Embiid, plus seven more dimes a game on lower on usage. way lower. Yeah time with the ball you know what i mean so it's like it's not like it's a robbery oh, it's if tough, man. we feel like uh you know what what is the line you said earlier is he gonna win mvp or are they gonna give it to him but it's like the dude's been dominant this year he's just done it in his weird little floppy yeah, but it's his only- floppy finesse style so yeah but if it was goofy if it wasn't for mb getting hurt and lebron getting hurt he's not winning the mvp yeah that's fair and kd and Giannis, yeah, yeah. for sure but I mean, hey, they did. That's a part of it, you know. It, that's that's totally a part of it. It's like this is another thing. This leads me to one more thing I want to talk about. It's like that's a part of it. It's like a big story today was the Pelicans blowing this lead to the Knicks. This was like a big story today all over ESPN <laughs> and stuff like that. Because Stan Van Gundy says, um, "I feel like high school players would have done what they were told. We just didn't do the right thing. Even high school players would have done what they were told." And you know, all these big. People are debating it, this, that, and the other thing, and it's people are saying, "Well, if they had Alvin Gentry, they they're you know ten games better than they are right now. They don't have Alvin Gentry, okay? That's part of what's <laughs> going on. Well, if we had a better quarterback, we would have won the championship. So, yeah, you don't have a better quarterback. That's part of your situation. Like, right? And it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, these guys got hurt. If LeBron and KD and Giannis and Embiid and Steph and Dame and Luca, yeah, if if. But they didn't, and and Jokic, and Jokic did. So, I guess he's the MVP, dude. <laughs> Whatever. But going back to the Van Gundy thing, dude. Did you see any of this arguments? This was hysterical. First thing my brain went was, yeah, dude. Because all right, so little context. They Eric Bledsoe scores twenty in the second half. They're gonna win the game. They blow it with you know forty seconds left or whatever, and then right. they blow it right at the end. They blow their lead with forty seconds left, and then at the end, um, somebody gets left open. And one four point play, wide open. The whole thing's bad. It was a coaching and mental error. Like they didn't do what they were told. Stan is saying. And the first thing my brain goes is like, how funny is it that Stan Van Gundy's like criticizing these guys for like not doing? You guys have you guys your whole the whole year you guys have sucked. You've been <laughs> underwhelming, and it's so. I wrote this stat down earlier. I want to say it here. Let me here. Let me find it. All right, the Pelicans have lost thirteen games after holding. 
double-digit leads. It leads the NBA by far. In seven of those games, they held that double-digit lead in the second half, which also leads the NBA by far. It's like those types of things, man. It's like, yeah, sure, your guys in this game, they didn't listen to what you guys said. Yeah. But the other 13 games where you guys blew a 20-point lead, we criticized this signing before the before the season. Oh, yeah, yeah. This We've was, been trashing it the whole... It's been a train wreck since the day the ball tipped off. The Stan Van <laughs> thing was always bad. Yeah. Like, Stan Van... From when JJ sitting at the press conference, it was like, dude, 10 years ago, I had to do the same shit with the knee pads. He's like, we're into like a whole new era, and I'm still doing the shit with the knee pads. Like, dude, stop! Dude, remember like the Dwight thing? <laughs> and like, yeah, it's just... I don't think these guys really respect Stan Van Gundy. I don't. I, He's not a. He doesn't work in the modern NBA. Yeah, he's like an he old. Worked, yeah, he ran his team. He took a team to the finals through a big guy. It's like, dude, now he's got like an awesome big guy. Yeah, he's like trying and to. It's like his team now. He's out there with two all stars. You have two all stars. This crazy high IQ six seven point guard who you haven't been able to figure out yet. You have all this talent you haven't been able to figure out. You blow more leads than anyone in the history of anything. Like. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's in the first year of a five-year deal. I feel oh like my God. David, David oh Griffin, my God. David Griffin, and owner Gail Benson. They they might have a decision to make there on that because whoa, like whoa, whoa. Time I think Stan Van going around pointing <laughs> fingers at his players is hysterical. Like, bro, you've been you've been the problem for a handful of this season. It's been your bad coaching. So time out. You're telling me if nothing is done about this, you got five oh, yeah. years. Of it. Yeah, yeah. You got five years of this, my man. Wow, man. Wow. Basically, it's like, you know, oh, this is fun and games. But, like, here's the reality. You have two all-stars, one of which is a finesse guy who can, like, hit crazy mid-range shots. The other one is a 900-pound beast of a human who can get 39 on 15 of 17 shooting. Yeah. It's like, dude, you guys got to figure this out. Why are you guys terrible? What? Yeah, dude, there's so much talent. They have no. There should be no excuse. I mean, they they play too many bigs. There's too many guys out there. They have it's a like, point guard who <laughs> is a, is an awesome passer and defensive. He plays and at the IQ shooting guard, guard and they plays. don't know how to use him. And the the power forward brings the ball up the floor, which I think they probably should. But then, what does that mean for the other? The whole thing is kind of it. It's hitting dumpster fire territory. Oh, I I think we've already reached that. Yeah. I think we're, we're and, <laughs> and Stan Van Gundy, please don't come out here and point fingers. Lonzo's one of the best defensive players in the league. He knows what he has to do. If something went wrong, it's because he's doing something. He has a reason. Stan Van is kind of a goon who has no respect. He's never had any respect from any of his team. Just like his brother laying on the floor, holding onto Alonzo <laughs> Mourning's leg. It's like these guys have kind of always been a joke of the basketball community. Like they're much better as announcers than coaches. Yeah. I don't mind them as I'll listen to them. They're kind of annoying, but like if they're on the broadcast, it's fine. I'd I like much, Van Gundy. I'd much rather have them be announcers than Jeff. coach my basketball. Team. I like Jeff as an announcer. He makes really Dude, good points. Just, you know, I'm trying not to shit on the guy as a person. I'm, you know, he's a great basketball legend. I don't know him as in a his person. Own right. I'm gonna shit on him as a coach. I think he's a bad coach. He's has these, these guys don't respect him, dude. He's just like a scrubby little guy who like. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, I don't know, dude. It's These the guys same thing I him. feel like with Luca that they're doing with Porzingis. It's like, dude, you're wasting time. So like you're wasting so much time with this unbelievable talent yeah. you have that doesn't play. Like you guys don't win these games. You need to be winning games. You can't. Do you tell think me in a modern that- NBA we could just fire this guy after a year? You just say, hey man, it didn't work out. I think Griffin needs to look at that. I think that's a decision you need to look at. I think, you know, you should be looking at other head coaches for sure. Yeah, we were just talking about, like, yeah, some of these guys, some of these assistant coaches that are on team sidelines yeah. are he- NBA head coaches. I don't you I know? don't think that – I don't think David Griffin goes to bed at night thinking they spend all this money in the offseason and they David suck. Griffin has really seen a fall from grace these last couple of years, huh? Between the JJ thing yeah. and the – LeBron. <laughs> LeBron just made him a good GM. He was like, dude, I'm going to tell you who to get. You get them. And we'll then, win. Yeah, if you don't win. get those guys, it's we won't easy. win. It's, yeah. it's really <laughs> simple. But like, if you go to New Orleans and you try to like do the right thing, like, yeah. it's just not going to work. Yeah, dude, dude. <laughs> it's really tough, yeah. man. And he deals Does JJ. the whole thing. you, though? He's he like David Griffin. And he Dave. won executive of the year, man. Yeah, LeBron won executive of the year. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> That's hysterical. That's so yeah, funny. Dan Gilbert and 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 uh, what's his name? David what's, Griffin. And David Griffin are always tied. It's Ty Lue. Uh, yeah. Ty Lue. Uh, yeah, I don't need any of that. I'm just out on all those Cavs guys. Anybody that was just around LeBron during the Cavs. You're just assuming them, yeah. that all of their success <laughs> yeah. was due to LeBron. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, that's so funny. 
<laughs> You're probably not that far from the truth. Yeah, man. yeah. Anybody that's just talked to LeBron or even had a conversation with LeBron in Cleveland, uh-huh. I just, I'm good. Yeah, you're pro- I'm probably out. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably that's good so on that, bro. <laughs> um, dude, the other day I saw something. You know how, remember that old video we always talk about, all the old Cavs guys talking about they're about to draft LeBron <laughs> and like the impact that they think he was going to have? Yeah. Who was it? Was it Carlos Boozer? No, it wasn't Boozer. Who else was in the video? Uh oh, it's <laughs> Darius Miles. It's exactly who it was. <laughs> Darius Miles was just on a podcast the other day, yeah. and they asked him about that, and he elaborated on it totally. He's like, you know, well, in my defense, like yeah. it was hilarious. <laughs> Everybody, go watch that. Go watch Darius Miles talking about because it's all right. Little context. So it's Darius Miles and all these scrubby Cavs guys when LeBron's a senior in high school, and they ask him like, yeah, what if you guys get the number one pick, and like you guys get LeBron? What do you think that's gonna be like? And they're all like. To think some high schooler can come in here and make a real difference in the NBA like he's Karan Butler or something like that is crazy. It's like, <laughs> come on, bro. You just said that LeBron James wasn't going to be as good as Karan Butler. Yeah. I like Karan Butler, but, like, come on, <laughs> yeah, dude. Karan Butler's nice. He's a role player, dude. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, man. I don't know. That whole that whole situation is But, just... yes, dude. I, I know what you mean. Those Cavs things were totally inflated by LeBron. Yeah, everybody go watch Darius Miles on – I don't know what it was on. Sorry, guys. I would give your pod the shout-out. Uh, but it was really funny. Otherwise, anything else? You want to go watch these games? Yeah. All right, cool. We'll jump back on in a couple of days. New episode. So this will come out, what, Tuesday? Episode Yo, after that will come out Friday. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, yep. all that stuff. We got new stories coming out. We're doing new content. We're trying to keep it cool for y'all. Trying to do all the cool stuff. Merch, you already know what it is. Go run that. Go buy that yeah. shit. And, uh, yeah, we'll, keep, we'll catch you guys soon. Peace. Peace.